0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Thunder Chats, here with another word from our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. The only people that get off this time of year are pro athletes and us at BetOnline. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the the up-to-the-second odds, news, and info. BetOnline has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. My ear? Talking- Good morning and welcome into another edition of the Top of Thunder Podcast. I'm your host Dylan Huntsinger at Thunder Chats. We're part of the Believe Network. This podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Whew. The Thunder played a basketball game last night, guys. Um, <laughs> that's about all I could say. They they participated. It was certainly a basketball game. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm recording this in the morning. I'm on my way to work. You could probably hear the turn signal right now. Sorry. I'm. Uh, uh, I, I obey the rules of the road. Um, Except, well, like I, I, I guess there's probably a law that prohibits podcasting in the car. But you know, what they don't know won't hurt them. Um, But yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunder played a game against the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta last night, and there was just, everything was going against them before the game even started, during the game, and through all of that, they still had a chance to win this game. So, let's talk about it the segment we're like to call single job okay so single job for free game first let me kind of set the stage for this so this was the trappiest trap game that ever trapped alright obviously you guys know when we just played the Boston Celtics at home the guys put it all on the court left it all on the court in that game they knew how important it was um you could tell they really wanted it and from like top to bottom the guys that were on the court really left it all out there okay so you have this super physical super high energy like playoff atmosphere environment feel type game immediately after the game you have to get ready get on a plane and go to atlanta well apparently there were some issues with the plane maybe there were some flight delays i don't know the logistics but anyways they got to atlanta much later than they previously anticipated getting to atlanta Uh, it was reported by um I don't, I don't think it was even reported. I think, think Jay Williams just posted it on his IG and some reporters ran with it, but um, the Thunder didn't land in Atlanta until like 4.45 a.m. on the night of the game. So, I don't know about you guys, and I don't know about NBA players. I don't know what their circadian rhythm is, but I know it's recommended to get eight hours of sleep in a day. Uh, hand up. I... <laughs> I haven't got. I can't tell you the last time I got eight hours of sleep. Um, I I operate them like six, seven on an absolute like good day. Sometimes I even get like four or five hours of sleep. So I don't know what an NBA circadian NBA player circadian rhythm is, but you figure they gotta be at 4:45. If they get eight hours, 12:45. Uh, the game was at 7:30 Eastern Standard Time. shoot around times are kind of weird with things so i don't know like i don't don't know like you know obviously they just play this really physical game their fight was delayed i don't know if that put them off schedule but like they was already thrown off like you know there was already something off of it so anyways we get to the game and just right from jump you could tell that there were spheres were imagined. Um, Atlanta opens up on, I believe, an 11-0 run. Yes, so. They opened up on an 11-0 run. And I thought... Oh, okay. No, no, no. Sorry. So they actually opened up on a 7-0 run with prompt Smart Day not to call timeout. Calls the timeout. And, you know, after a timeout, you usually... Like you know, you usually think they're gonna come out and play more focus, stop making so many mistakes, go out there and get an easy bucket, you know, run out there and execute. They did not. <laughs> they went down 11 to nothing before a foul on Shea sent him to the line, and we got our first two points at the foul line. Now I'm not gonna go back and forth the entire game talking about what happened, what didn't happen, but let's just fast forward to halftime. So, so at the end of the first, we were down 11. Or, no, down 14. Alright, and to Atlanta's credit, they had an answer for every response that we had. Like, when we finally got into the game and we started making shots, it felt like they had the answer. Whether it was Jalen Johnson, who had a career night against us. I love Jalen Johnson. I liked him in the draft process, and you know, he's been a legitimate most improved candidate. I, I tweeted out, if it wasn't for Albert and Tyrese Maxey being literal all-stars, Jalen Johnson would be, like, a most improved, like, favorite. Um, but, yeah, he had a career-high 28 points on us tonight. Uh, it might have been DeJounte Murray, who I believe had 22 points, but was, like, just hitting timely buckets. He actually shot a lot less efficiently than I thought he did, but... You no, know, like I said, his bucket for just time. But anyways, um, getting into halftime, the Thunder were down by gosh math seventeen points. Yeah, the Thunder were down seventeen points at halftime. All right. So the Thunder came out of the half playing a lot different. Playing a lot more like the team we know and love. Playing a lot more like the team we saw just the night before. They opened up with Ludor Dunk. Josh Giddey made three-pointer. And there's that pesky DeJounte Murray making a pull-up jump shot. So we cut it to 12. Murray hit that shot. We got a Chet Bucket. Jalen Johnson. There's that pesky Jalen Johnson. Hit a three. So we cut it back to 12. Jalen Johnson made it. 15-point lead. Door gets free throws. Dub gets a pull-up jumper. Dub gets another two-point shot. Got 11. Trimming down the lead. Wouldn't you know it. DeJounte Murray <laughs> makes a driving way up. Alright, and then this is where things get wonky, alright? Like, we're definitely playing more rhythm. Got a rhythm. Our energy's up. Like, we have mustered all the energy we could possibly muster in this third quarter. And you can tell. It feels like a vintage third quarter, like Thunder third quarter. Like, where we come roaring back from a halftime deficit, and if not take the lead or tie the game, like, really close the deficit. But (laughs) I I still don't fully understand what's happening, because I had the volume down, because... We're going to OKC next week, and I've been like thunder games have been happening very frequently. I've been podcasting almost every night, so I was trying to you know, kind of be in the moment with my wife a little bit more. Um, you know, so we like watching videos while the game was on, and so I had it muted and I couldn't tell exactly what happened, but at 9:25, Trey Young um, fouled. It was a take foul. And I kid you not, for like almost 10 to 15 minutes real time, there was no basketball being played. My understanding based off what I heard from a breadcrumb from Chris Fisher and Michael Cage, which doesn't even make sense because this is a trade personal foul, um, is they were going back and reviewing the second quarter to see... A foul that one of the Jalen Williams had committed, but the statistician didn't um, give the foul to the correct Jalen Williams. Like, I still don't know what happened, but, like, that's just another thing we had to work against, because, like I said, man, like, we were in rhythm, we were coming out guns blazing, like, we were flying up and down the court, getting stops defensively, getting buckets on offense. And then this crap happens. It just stupid. Anyways. Get back into the game. And, you know, we still, to our credit, kind of on a little bit of a run. Capella made a tip shot. Just kidding, made a tip shot. Capella made a two-point shot. Shea hit a two. What well, J... <laughs> Williams. Jalen. now. Dub hit a two. Uh, Shea hit a layup. At that point, we have cut the lead to nine. Alright, we cut it to single digits, and then They don't have the answer. He hit a pull-up. Garrison Matthews had an answer. He hit a pull-up. Just like that. It's about the 13. It was a very back-and-forth affair. I'm not going to go through the whole play-by-play of everything that happened. But the Thunder entered the fourth quarter down 13. So we closed the deficit from 17 to 13. Despite that long stoppage of play. So again, I'm not going to go through... The entire fourth quarter. I'm going to fast forward here to yeah, th- this is really where it, it starts to uh, starts to shift a little bit. So, the Thunder are down 16 with two minutes and 50 seconds left. Blue Door hits a three. Cuts the score. Wait, did I do that wrong? Yeah, no, we were down 16. So, Ludor hits a three, cuts the score, 124-137, down 13. Go down the court, Jalen Johnson misses a shot. They get an offensive rebound, they miss the shot. Jalen Johnson gets another offensive rebound, guess what? He makes the shot. It's back up to 15. Jalen Williams comes down, makes a driving layup, like, almost immediately, like seven seconds left. Quick shot, no time off the clock, hard win. Down 13 again. Steve Bay misses a shot. DeJounte Murray. Offensive rebound. Misses the tip. Shea gets the rebound. Kicks it up ahead to Jalen Williams in the corner for three. Bottoms. Down 10. Wouldn't you know it. pesky Jalen Johnson goes down there makes a two-point shot. Down 12. Shea comes across the uh, mid-court line. Literally four seconds later, step back three. Money. Down nine. Jalen Williams turns the ball over to Isaiah Joe. Kicks it to Shea. Who dunks the ball. The Thunder are down seven. Ludor fouls the Hawks. They get a side out. Murray misses a three. They get a rebound. But, Kason Wallace, who is in the game at this point, absolutely locks up Trey Young, who gets a shot clock violation. Shea gets the ball, goes down the court, makes a layup. Down five. Hawks call timeout. They are in full-on panic mode at this point they're like listen we've done everything we possibly could like we've had this game in control and we are literally fumbling the bag at the end of the game so they make adjustments they put in bogdan bogdanovich for capella who let me let me just go back to the box score and tell you guys what freaking bogey did in this game because he was another culprit to just yeah 23.7 23.7 to 16 shooting, like not super efficient from the field, but five of 11 from deep. And let me tell you, man, these were all bat-breaking three pointers. So, yeah, uh, Bogey was, Bogey was on his FIBA crap uh, last night. All right, so back into the play-by-play as these people try to cut me off and make me wreck and die. Um, okay, so Bogey comes in, Wiggins comes in for Giddy, Dejounte. Misses a floating jump shot. Shea gets the rebound. Shea drives down the court. And again, four seconds, gets a two-point shot. 141, 138. Thunder are down three. The aforementioned Bogdan Bogdanovich. After the Hawks work the ball around, the Thunder elect not to foul. Bogdan misses the three-pointer. And wouldn't you know it, Shea Goldis-Alexander rebounds the basketball. Now, the Thunder call a timeout. Three seconds left. It says three seconds left. I think it's 3.2 seconds left. Um, Cole's talking about three seconds left. Now, something you guys would notice I haven't mentioned all game Chet Honkin. Chet had struggled in this game. Um, in terms of shooting wise, let's see here. I'm going to pull up exactly what he was so, Like from the field, it wasn't terrible. Like he was efficient. Five and nine shooting, two of five from deep. 12 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. But, this was not a vintage Chet Holmgren game. He got dunked on by the aforementioned Jalen Johnson. Um, He got out-rebounded, obviously, by Capella. I mean, 3 rebounds, man, is is rough if you're a center. And that's back-to-back games with Chet Holmgren getting 3 rebounds. Uh, So he's definitely got to clean that up. And another thing, no blocks, which kind of showcases not his lack of effort but his lack of energy, his lack of of stamina after playing this super physical game with Boston Celtics, Garden Christos Porzingis, trying to block big guys like Jason Tatum and Al Horford. Um, you know, you could tell it really wore him down in a back to back scenario. So Mark elected not to close the Chet Homebreak. Um, you know, this whole time we're coming back, the lineup on the floor Shea Gilders-Alexander, Jalen Williams, Josh Giddey, Isaiah Joe, and Lindy freaking Waters. okay? Casey Wallace was in there every now and then. I don't remember exactly when he was and when he stepped out, but like, that was the lineup that was closing this game. And guess what? Atlanta had Clint Capella in there until they subbed him out for Bogdan Bogdanovich at the end of the game. And Shea Gilders-Alexander, to his credit, rebounded that basketball like a freaking champ and you know we'll talk about it here in a second when i actually get in the single large item to stop talking about what happened in the game but yeah it is it was a, it was a little bit of a wild time. So, anyways back to the game so thunder down three they've worked this hard they've come back they've got stops they've hit buckets in a quick timely manner they played great defense without fouling to give them this opportunity And let me tell you what, dude. Mark Dagnall's been a great coach since he's come to the Thunder. He's had some questionable decisions rotation-wise, but one thing that he's always had since his first year as a head coach is he draws up some beautiful after-timeout plays. And ladies and gentlemen, last night might have been his Mona Lisa. So you got Josh Giddey on the sideline inbounding the basketball. The guys are in a stack formation. Lindy Waters sprays and flares hard towards Josh Gidde into the corner that Josh Gidde is on. Shea pops out. DeJounte Murray knocks him down, which no foul call. I get it's late in the game, whatever, but like kind of hard to get into your offense when your star player is on the floor. But DeJounte Murray knocks Shea over. Shea gets up, recovers, pops out, Doesn't pass it to Shea. Jalen Williams takes a screen from Isaiah Joe. Goes towards the basket. Giddy rifles one to him. He catches it right about at the free throw line. And he's got a clear dunk if he wants a dunk. The problem is we're down three. But as the attention shifted to Jalen Williams going to the basket, a clear lane to the basket, Isaiah Joe flared out to the opposite corner. Jalen Williams faked the shot, passed it out to Joe on the corner, and credit to Atlanta for reacting because I don't remember who it was on the corner. I want to say it's by Don Blakanovich, but Isaiah Joe had not, like, a super clean look, but it was a good look from three-point line at the corner, and he, like, I I mean, he just missed it. Like, we were this close to overtime with Isaiah Joe. And let me tell you, man, the takes were flying on Twitter about this. Like why is Joe hitting this? He was cold. He's you know, he's not made for the moment. It's like, well, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but like Isaiah Joe's like coming out party, like the game that made Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe was against the Dallas Mavericks when he scored I think 12 points in the fourth quarter, including the game-time three-pointer to send it to overtime. So I don't know what we're talking about here. Isaiah Joe has been that dude. He can make those shots. Uh, he wasn't like super hot you know during this game or nobody was I mean he was four bait shooting but he's only five for deep um so I mean I get it obviously and then somebody was like Oh I would've to liked to see the Kobe mentality out of Shea. Kobe's not giving up that ball. Shea needs that killer instinct, blah blah blah. It's like bro, Shea didn't get the ball. <laughs> like, like, I, I think Shea was the first option. I think they wanted to get the ball to Shay, but like to not um, do. Him stumbling, like getting knocked everybody by Jontae Murray, probably knocked him off the rhythm. You only get five seconds on, <laughs> you know, to inbound of the basketball, so uh, I think the next play was that decoy play to the quarter. Oh, Jesus, So, yeah, I mean, I, I saw a million takes. The bottom line is we shouldn't have been in this game, and it was a masterful effort. For us to even make it a game, um, 141 to 138. Like there was no defense played in this game <laughs> at all on either side, and that's how Atlanta wins their games. Like you know, they're gonna score a flurry of points, and you know <laughs> they're gonna hope that you don't score as many because they don't have any good defense. Um, but yeah, it was it was a hard fought game, a very. Very interesting game. It was really fun down the stretch. You know, literally a day after I'm talking about I'd like to see a comeback just to see that we could do it again. And we almost did. We almost did. I, I think that, I think that, I, I understand not putting Chet in because he had been struggling at that point, but I think having Chet Hongman in that game might have changed some things. But uh, all in all, it was a... Fun game, fun ride at the, at the as we watched the comeback. Yeah, just fell short. Back to Brooklyn Nets on Friday. All right, let's actually get into some of the box score. So Shea goes to Alexander and all his freaking glory. Thirty-three points, thirteen rebounds, which was nine more than the next highest rebounder on the team, which was Lou Dort at four. Like Shay took the rebounding like personally and was the only person really doing it um also eight assists on only two turnovers on a night the rest of the team just like really struggled uh I mean Shea was doing the same things man he shot 11 on 24 it's so, like not the most efficient night but two or three from deep which is a trend that we've been seeing and we like to see about his three-point shooting and the efficiencies that he's been having <coughs> nine of 11 from the stripe <laughs> Knowing what we know about the game, those two free throws would have definitely helped the outcome. Shoot one of them, we could have just got a two, to tie the game instead of uh, hunting for a three at the end. But you know, he's not the only guy to miss free throws. shay Williams continues to shoot very weirdly from the free throw line, two of five from the f- from the th- from the stripe. Yeah, you know, I'll get it out eventually. Getting missed one, uh, and then the only other people to take free throws were Case McAllister and Dorp. So, but yeah, no, Shea was insane like just once again shows why he is on the short list and like the very very short list for the most valuable player in the NBA like he's just absolutely ridiculous uh Jalen Wayne's next up 21 points three rebounds six assists four steals free on dub uh 9-12 shooting one-on-one from the three-point line of course two-of-five from the stripe uh, I mean he was great in this one as well um I would have liked to see him get more shots honestly uh, it was very spread out because the guys just, you know, they didn't have the legs to get shots. Like, the bench, to their credit, I think scored 45 points um, last night. And, like, combined, like, God, let's see here. Wendy shot six. Joe Williams shot two. Joe shot eight. I mean, we're already up to 16. Um, Wiggs shot seven, so 23. And then Casey shot nine, so 32 shots from the bench last night, um, which is a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Um, And Shea, at that point, like he didn't even shoot that much um, going into the fourth quarter, but you know he ended up with 24 shots just because like he was carrying us at the end of the game. Um, But yeah, Dub at 12 shot attempts, as efficient as he was, as little help we were getting in other areas in terms of the starters. I would have liked to see him take even more shots. Whew, sorry. So, you know, his, his shot, not a shot selection, but his shot attempts have been an interesting case study this year. I would like to see him take more shots, um, but, you know, he he did his thing. Like, he he played really good uh, in his minutes in his shot attempts. So, shout-out to Jalen Williams. Blue Dort ended up having a solid game, 14 points, four rebounds, three assists, from the field, not the most efficient shooting, but 2-3 from deep, so love to see that. Uh, 6-6 from the stripe, which I would have to see the last time Jordan went 6-6 from the stripe, but pretty good. He was a team high, plus 11 um, on the game in the box score, plus minus. Uh, Played some good defense on DeJounte Murray and Trey Young in stretches, but, you know, (laughs) they were doing their thing. Uh, Chet Holmgren already mentioned, I already talked about what he was doing in this game. Uh, Josh Giddey, 9 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 still. Again, not the most efficient shooting, 3-7, but did hit 2-3 from deep. So, <laughs> is that 3-point shooting real? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not at liberty to say yay or nay, but he's on the hot streak, so let it ride. All right, here we go. On the bench, Case Wallace, 15 points, 5-9 shooting, 3-7 from deep, 2-2 two two from the strike. Ties... His career high with points that he previously set against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, also had a rebound, two assists, and one steal. Kaysen was great in this, man. Uh, he provided a spark when we needed the most. Um, whenever Mark went to his first rotations, he was the first guy to strike. Took Trey Young off the dribble, was knocking down threes, um, was you know, playing really good defense. Like like I said, like forcing a shot clock evaluation on Trey Young at some point uh, late in the game. So yeah, Kaysen was great. Wiggins was phenomenal. I thought, I tweeted out, Wiggins career high tonight, and then I went and looked at it, and Wiggins actually scored 28 points during the tanking year, so that didn't happen. I don't, I'd like you to say you're probably not going to hit that career high uh, again, Wiggins, but it was great. 13 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 6-7 shooting, 1-on-1 from the 3-point line. He was freaking everywhere, man, like talk about spark when him and Cason came in and just flying up and down the court doing everything defensively getting to the rim knocking down shots like they were doing their job and wiggins just continues to be a guy that makes winning plays uh, the day after his birthday he continues to say basketball shout out wiggins uh isaiah joe i kind of mentioned he was four of eight shooting one of five from deep uh one rebound once I'm assist one still? You know, Zay was a guy that's thought to to be a shooter. And I talked about in the last podcast how I think he's a scorer. I think he's a legitimate microwave off the bench, a guy that can get buckets in a variety of ways. And he was doing just that. You know, he hit one three, but he hit a midy, he got a layup, I think he got a dunk. Like he can score in a variety of ways. And I would like to see that kind of fleshed out as the season goes on because. I don't want Isaiah Joe just to be a shooter. Like, I I think that's putting him in a box, and I think he could be much more. So, uh, he played good in his minutes tonight. Jay Williams, big boom. uh, Had three points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals. Have one boom right from the Atlanta Hawks bench. I want to say early fourth quarter. Played good in his minutes, 15 minutes of action. Lindy Waters, I mean... Had 9 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. Shot 3-6 from the field, 3-6 from 3-point line. So, like, you can't complain about his production. But, man, it was weird having him out there and how long he was out there. Like, Wendy Waters is a two-way player, right? He played 20 minutes last night. Like, he played as many minutes off the bench as anybody besides Aaron Wiggins. Hey, Aaron Wiggins that 21 minutes off the bench. It's just really weird. I just don't understand it. He was in the game over guys like... That was Bretons, Williams... Fellow two-way player, Olivier Sarr, As we were getting beat up on the glass... Uh, Trey Mann... Didn't get any run... Now, I said on Twitter... I think that... Uh, specifically Kendricks Williams... And Amisic, I think it was just like a vet rest day... Like, you know, on a back-to-back... All the stuff with the plane... Like, I... I think they were going to get a DNP no matter what was happening in this, but Lindy Waters over trade man is really – is a choice is all I got to say. Um, you know, like I said, he ended up doing fine. He got beat on defense a few times, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I could live without seeing any more Lindy Waters, like, high-minute games uh, off the bench. So. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I'm very tired. Um, looking at Atlanta, yeah, I mean, it, it really just came down to trading out the Jontae Murray, Jalen Johnson, Bob Valdon, Valdonovich. Those were the guys that did all the scoring for Atlanta. Um, and, you know, we didn't stop them, and they made us pay for it. So, uh, that is all I got to say about this game. Again, we had a chance to win in the end in spite of all the nonsense that was happening. I do do also want to say um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Atlanta had 33 free throw attempts to our 26, so not super egregious. Uh, The Thunder actually shot pretty well in this game from the field, 54.9%, 50% from three, shooting 18 of 36. So, you know, it's, uh, it's tough when games go that way and you still aren't able to pull out the victory. But before we leave, I just do want to shout out. I won my first sleeper parlay and my second first sleeper parlay last night. Um, very excited. I was very thrilled to see that that hit. I'll tell you guys what it was here if I can find it. All right. So last night I have Luka Doncic over 25 and a half points on a promo. He Had 41. OG and Obi over six and a half assists and rebounds. Had 10. Blah Cool Bali, my boy Blah Cool Bali, I'm still a cool believer. Over five and a half assists and rebounds. He hit six. So <laughs> he got that very early, but man, that was close. Um, Clint Capella, over 10 and a half rebounds. He had 14. Guys, I'm not ashamed. I pick over rebounds on big guys against the Thunder all the time because it's called what it is. <laughs> They're going to rebound the basketball. And Jalen Johnson, I had over 24 and a half points and rebounds. He had 35 points and rebounds. It ended up with 28 points and seven. Uh, then Emmanuel quickly IQ. His line was at 15 and a half points. I knew that was way too low. That first game was him just trying to come out, catch rhythm, kind of see what was going on. Uh, he did that and more in his second game. 26 points. So I was able to win a nice chunk of change off that game. And then the next one, Julius Randle, over 20 and a half points on a promo. had 35. OG Ananobi, again. Alex Crusoe, over one and a half, three points made. He made two. Clint Capella, again, rebounds. Jalen Johnson rebounds. So, that was awesome. Uh, But, yeah, guys, that is all the time we have today. Sorry, I just had to tell somebody that I won. Um, We will be back Friday after the next game for a reaction podcast. I am at work now. So, I hope you all have a wonderful Thursday. I hope the Thunder get a nice rest day and we'll see you guys on Friday. Y'all have a great night God bless whoop you can and as always Thunder up Thank you for listening to the topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher and Google Play or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five star rating and a positive review and follow us on Twitter at OKC topic Thunder Thunder up.